0: Hello, beautiful alchemist. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And today I am going to share with you a snippet of a course that I told you that would be available on the Energetic Alchemist app for everyone who um, is a part of A Week in the Inner Alchemist. The course is up and over this week there will be new modules added daily. So if you have already started, you want to check back every day, but I wanted to share a snippet of it with you all, just the intro and what it's about so that all of you beautiful alchemist could have some consideration of joy filled healing on your path and just having the consideration of if that's possible for you, um, what your healing journey has been like and how we're framing it for ourselves, if there are any ways in which you can change your perspective around the experience of healing. So we will get to that in just a moment. But first of all, I have to acknowledge, of course, today is September 11th, 2023. And already this morning, of course, I've um, seen a lot of posts about 9-11 and It's really mind-blowing to think that that was over 20 years ago, um, and just having that reflection of where I was when I heard what happened, and it made me curious about where you all were. I know that's one of those days that none of us will ever forget for so many reasons, but it's also one of those moments where you will probably always remember exactly where you were. When you heard or saw what was going on, and I also remember um, um recent and more recent years, being able to interview Raven Keys, who you all may have listened to those interviews on Reiki Radio. She was the founder of Reiki of Raven Keys Medical Reiki. And in her books, she spoke extensively about her experience with working with, the first responders that were um, there at ground zero during 9-11 and how she used Reiki to support that community and what it was like for her being a New Yorker and being there. And it's just fascinating hearing um, all that she witnessed and how she tried to provide support. So if you've not read her books before, um, they are very inspiring in so many ways. Again, her name is Raven Keys, and you can go back in the archives and listen to those interviews or um, look her work up online. But where were you? Just curious. uh, Where were you when you saw or heard the news of 9-11 I was thinking about it right before coming on here and I was 24 years old and then even now but more so back then I would go back to um Maryland to visit my family every summer and a lot of times I would pop in just for barbecues and things like that um Especially when the summer was wrapping up, I would fly out sometimes for uh, Labor Day and those things before they closed the pools, something that we know nothing about on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, um, they closed the pools for the winter. So, anyway, I had flown um, to the East Coast and I had just gotten back to California and I had only been back a few days. And um, someone very close to me that lived, In Maryland. They called me one morning and it was very early for me on the West coast. And the TV was on because I had fallen asleep with the TV on, but it was on mute. And so I was half asleep, half awake um, while the person was talking to me. And I think they were calling me to tell me what was going on. And I woke up and I could see on the TV. And I remember just being in like a state of disbelief and not being able to fully process what I was seeing because I had literally been woken up by the phone call. And that was, um, my first seeing and knowing of what was going on in New York on nine 11. So again, just wanted to acknowledge, um, today and, you know, sending love and prayers always. To everyone who was impacted by that, I know, I mean, you know, to some degree, all of us were, of course, but to those who may have lost loved ones and that were down there um, for whatever reason that they were, and also curious again of, you know, what, where were you when you saw or heard what was going on that day? So I genuinely mean it. Like email me, let me know um, where you were at that time. This is also a beautiful time, of course. It just reminds us of um the healing that is so necessary for all of us collectively on this planet, on this earth plane. And yeah. So I don't want to get too stuck in that, but I just wanted to acknowledge today and also. As I mentioned, share with you just a snippet, just the intro of what I recorded for uh, Joy Filled Healing, and the main reason is because honestly, a lot of us talk about the the um, challenges within healing, right? It can be uncomfortable, of course, for so many reasons, um, but there is a lot of beauty within our process of healing, and it can be joy filled, and. I know that for me personally now, hindsight, looking back, part of my healing process that was the most challenging and felt like hell was really because I was in resistance. I mean, I didn't understand what was going on. I had no clue what was going on. And so I was in a lot of resistance. I was also angry because I thought I was doing all the right things, but I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, However, now I do have a different relationship with my healing journey, my healing path. And again, although of course I still have very uncomfortable moments in my process of healing, I have also learned how to make the experience more joy filled for myself. And so I wanted to share that with all of you. And again, if you are on the Energetic Alchemist app and you are part of the Awaken the Inner Alchemist, you can access joy-filled healing right now. And- Just because of computer issues, technical issues that have been going on, that's why I didn't upload the entire class in one shot. But there are a few modules there for you now. And again, check throughout the week, there will be new content added to the course. If you are a member of the Alchemy Circle, you also have access to this, whether you are on the app or not. Just go to our um, course page in Teachable and you can see the link to access it as well. So that is all my loves. I hope that you all um, have a beautiful week this week. I am very excited to share some upcoming interviews with you right now, currently reading a book for an interview that will take place in just a couple of days. So excited to share this with you. Uh, Yeah, a lot of great, great conversation coming up. And as always, I would love to hear from you. So be sure, reach out, let me know what your questions are, what you would like to hear more of on Reiki Radio. Um, You can email me, you can connect with me through the app under the community tab. There are so many ways to... Reach out and don't forget, you can join me for the Reiki Radio Roundtable on Tuesday afternoons. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about joy-filled healing and I will see you on the other side. Okay, beautiful alchemist, welcome back from your journey. I hope you took notes of your experience. Now let's start talking about why we're here. Let's talk about healing being joy-filled. I mean, can it really be, <laughs> you know, um, a lot of times when we think of healing, it is having recognition of, you know, old wounds or recognizing our triggers or behaviors and patterns that just no longer service or are no longer aligned with what it is we are trying to um, be in expression. And so a lot of times healing is very uncomfortable, but that's okay. It doesn't have to be um, outside of love or joy. And in fact, anytime we place anything outside of love, that in of itself makes it very uncomfortable. So what I mean by that is, even as you're going through your healing process, if you find that you judge yourself, you are critical of yourself, you think like, oh, I should be over this by now, or why is this so challenging for me? That puts you in a state of, more challenge, and it gives you more weight, more anxiety, more, it can be very depressing, quite frankly, but it's because of the choice in perspective. And so even with that, when we can really honor and be more compassionate with ourselves, it gives an opportunity for the healing process to be more joy filled, even at that level, because instead we can recognize the decisions and choices we may have made in the past and even some that you're still making now, we're doing it from, you know, what we knew best. You know, sometimes we do things because we don't know what else to do. We think that there may not be another way in the past you were acting from whatever behaviors or level of you know, relationship with your emotions you were dealing with at that time. There's so much in you that has grown and evolved and changed and continues to do so. So instead of looking at what we've done or like what we're sitting with now as something to fault or be ashamed of, instead really honor and recognize how thankful you can be for how you've grown or how you're growing. And the fact that you even recognize and realize change is necessary. That realization alone is something to be thankful for and grateful for. And no matter what you've gone through, there was wisdom that was gained and it just depends on how you see it and how you may remember looking back. But joy-filled healing begins with seeking support or following our curiosity And that's how a lot of us come into this work, right? A lot of us find ourselves in spaces of discomfort. It could be emotional. It could be circumstantial. It could be anything. For some, it just is curiosity. Maybe someone told you about this work and you just decided to follow the breadcrumbs. But no matter what started you on this path, It's usually that's how it begins, either just seeking some form of support, trying to alleviate stress, trying to alleviate physical pain, mental anguish, deal with how we can better balance emotion, or again, just following curiosity. But then you encounter the awe, the light of it all, right? So there's something that happens where we start to recognize and realize that, we're incredible by design, right? So even if before coming into this work, you were already sensitive to energy, you start to understand that sensitivity even more or you start to have a deeper awareness and understanding about just you and your thought patterns and your emotional um, triggers and these things, but not just recognizing them, but realizing where they stem from. And so there's so much wonder, right? There's so much, so many interesting aspects that come into our awareness as a result of the different um, practices within the systems that we use, such as Reiki. So we encounter this awe, and that's usually what really draws us in. Like, wow, I can feel energy, my own, the energies of others. I can really support the collective. I can support others by helping to harmonize and balance or holding space to support their healing, as well as focusing on my own. There's just so much um, discovery, self-discovery, and this new way of seeing life that is just awe-inspiring, right? But then wait, (laughs) then we go deeper. Again, if you are someone who really starts to apply what you learn, such as meditation, laying of hands, the chanting, the working with symbols, just coming into relationship with energy, yoga, whatever it is that you do, You start to consciously allow divine intelligence to move through you um, in a way that perhaps you never allowed or supported before. And you also have a deeper awareness of your own feelings and again, your own thought processes and all of these things just start to come online and that awareness of ourselves That can conjure up a lot, (laughs) a lot that we may have buried, a lot that we may have just really not realized that that may have been part of our blind spots, a lot that we may have suppressed, a lot of patterns and habits that we may have adopted along the way as a way of self-protecting. So we create walls and boundaries around our hearts. We get hardened and jaded in in so many ways. And it becomes part of our normal functionality, how we're just used to being, not realizing the weight and the real effect on us. But then we do this work and we start to recognize these aspects of ourselves. And this energy starts to come up, to come out. And we start realizing and remembering and recognizing like, wow, I am triggered by this because of this. I Respond to relationships because of XYZ. I have been in a particular relationship with money, my life path, my partner, my friends, all of these things based on old stories and patterns and beliefs and things that I've experienced in my life. And I just don't want to claim this anymore. I feel drawn in to something greater. But I'm so rooted and anchored into this old way of being. And this tug of war happens where your higher mind starts to come online and you start to have these new aspects of awareness. But then there's a part of you that is so used to what is familiar, even if it's not comfortable. Hello, dark night. (laughs) So many of this, uh, many people uh, call this period the dark night of the soul, and it really is where the shadows start to emerge and we start to become aware of what we have placed outside of love. What we have encountered that has made us feel some disconnect from love and compassion. What we have encountered that has hardened us in some way, made us skeptical, made us cynical, made us um, afraid, made us angry made us just feel like we have to function in such a way that keeps us out of the highest expression that is true to our nature. Love is true to our nature. So the dark night can be quite jarring. It can be, again, very uncomfortable. And if you're going through it and not aware of what you're going through, it can also be very scary. And it can cause a lot of people to want to throw in the towel and sidestep bypass their actual healing. But the truth is, it's like, think of if your inner child actually came forward and said, please show me love and compassion. Help me see and know that everything really will be okay. Show me, help me understand how it is safe to just be me, how it is safe to love, how it is safe to connect to others. And just because others may have wronged me or made me afraid or caused me to believe that I had to go into this ultra hyper protective mode or to be non-trusting, that there's other options available. Show me it is so. Would you really want to ignore that aspect of yourself or would you want to welcome that aspect of you with open arms, with love and compassion, forgiveness and understanding, recognizing and realizing that yes, now you have a deeper wisdom. You have new understanding. You're in a different phase and stage of your life. And so there is no reason for you to keep functioning from the past. We can't erase the history but we can change how we work with what has been stored in memory and encoded within our being. We can change the nature of the energy around situations that are very much alive in our awareness and consciousness by choosing to allow compassion, love, understanding. So this is what even like the Gokai and Reiki, the Reiki principles are pointing to. This is what the Reiki symbols, even in their sequence, are pointing us towards and to. So we'll get more into that, but this is just the process, right? Now, what I want you to know, and why we're talking about joy filled healing, is that you have choice in navigation. You will have cycles in your healing process that feel great. You'll have aha moments. You'll still have those moments of awe. You'll still have the moments of wonder. But then you will also still have the moments that are more challenging, that are really uncomfortable. But the choice is, do you lean in? Lean into the discomfort. Lean into the joy. Lean into the ahas. Lean into what needs to be healed or do you resist? I can tell you from personal experience, the resistance is what makes the healing more challenging. I went through a couple of years of being in resistance in the beginning because I didn't know anything about the dark night. No one had told me about that in my classes. No one had really back then spoken about anything within this realm other than it being like sunshine and rainbows and so amazing. I had no idea what I was starting to move, what I was starting to initiate in terms of healing. I didn't know. So this healing process really hit me like sideways. It blindsided me and I was angry about it. I remember there were days where I was literally just like yelling, begging, pleading with the universe, like, what the F do you want from me? I am trying my best. I was meditating every day. I was practicing and applying Reiki techniques. I was doing all of the things. I was taking classes, but I was really applying. I was really diligent in trying to understand and to really allow myself to heal, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. So when the real healing began, It was jarring and I was pissed because I wasn't expecting it. So I had a bit of resistance. I thought mainly that I must be doing something wrong. And that was really what was most frustrating is because I thought I was doing everything right. I was practicing in the way that my teachers had said. I was following instruction, right? And I genuinely wanted to heal, but no one told me about the shadow parts. Fortunately, there was a part of me that finally like kind of cracked a bit. And there was a small voice in the background throughout all of it where I really didn't know this must be for my healing. This must be. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. And I wasn't expecting it. And so I stopped yelling at the universe. (laughs) I stopped being in my anger. And instead, I softened a bit and just asked, What is it that I'm learning? Why does this feel this way? What is going on and how do I get through this? And so, as I meditated every day, I started to have more awareness and more understanding about the healing process and my role within that. And as I started to surrender to the process and understood that, yeah, There are going to be some uncomfortable realizations. However, how I interacted with those realizations were really going to impact how I experienced the process of healing. And I couldn't avoid the healing because that's what I genuinely wanted to do. And so I started to recognize, well, if I don't resist, yeah, this still kind of sucks, but it's not so bad. And now that I understand it's for my benefit, I'm leaning in. And the more I did that, the more I surrendered, the more immediate the healing started to become. I started working with my healing process instead of against it. I started allowing emotions to flow. I started to allow myself to sit and really observe my own thought process, what I truly felt beneath the surface. And I would journal and I would meditate and I would do Reiki and all the things. But now the experience was different because now I was thankful for it. I was thankful for what I was realizing. I was thankful for what was transforming within me. And I started to recognize that my perspectives were changing just in my general life. Not only was I starting to understand myself differently, I started to understand my relationship with my mother differently. I started to honor her as a person outside of what I clung to an expectation. I started to just have a different level of respect for humanity and what we all go through. I started to have deeper compassion for the suffering that we're all acting from. I started to have just a a deeper and broader scope of what this life journey is like for all of us, what the similarities are and how we're all trying to work out the same kind of stuff, just in very different ways. And this brought a peace into my life and into my healing work. And in fact, I often tell people I can remember very vividly there was a moment in the process where I actually felt peaceful. I was no longer vacillating through these extremes, these extreme highs and extreme lows of like, this is amazing. And oh God, this hurts so bad. I was steady. And I remember consciously recognizing, I just felt very balanced, like harmony. I wasn't feeling any extreme anything. And my initial thought was like, whoa, is something wrong with me? Did I break? Am I disconnected from my body? Like, what is this? Am I numb? What did I do? And then like, you know, just a like, moment or so later, I laughed at myself because I realized, oh my gosh, this is Peace. I hadn't been familiar with peace. And a lot of us aren't. Our lives are busy and chaotic. And, you know, we are just running off of ingen- adrenaline and we're running often on fumes. And we're just running from the the patterns of our day-to-day just on autopilot. We're exhausted. We're overinformed. We're overly stimulated. We have responsibilities and all these things. Oh, my gosh. And we get used to all of that. And so when we start to deconstruct and peel back the layers and come out of resistance and remain in our curiosity and decide to have compassion for ourselves and others, peace does come. And then our healing again can become more joy-filled because no matter if something is uncomfortable or something is like, you really just enjoy the experience, you are thankful. You're thankful because you understand that all of it is contributing to your evolution, your awakening, you being more in your truest expression, which by default becomes your contribution back to the collective. Now think about that. A lot of us come into this work, no matter what the reason, whether it was to support ourselves through something or just curiosity or to support someone else, whatever it may be. At some point, we all come to a space of really kind of wanting to help others, right? There's this thing like, gosh, if I could just help people be free from their suffering, if I could help anyone not have to suffer through physical pain, if I could help anyone not have to feel this stuckness, this heaviness, this weight if I could use a system, a technique like Reiki, if I could use a system or technique like uh, shamanism, shamanism or um, reading oracle or tarot, anything I could do that could support someone in helping them see the light at the end of the tunnel, helping them to be encouraged, helping them to be inspired, helping them to be seen and heard. We're drawn to that because we're communal by design and we're separate from no thing. We are one. And so if one person is in their suffering, then so are we. And so there is this deep desire to want to help others to heal. And by default, it's in part healing us. But the key is we must start with our own healing and then our refined expression. As we become more loving, open, and compassionate, that then becomes our contribution back. And so then you are enacting healing, even when you're not in session, just your presence, your being, your way, your kindness becomes an act of compassion, an act of healing, an act of love just in your day-to-day because it will shift and change how you interact and engage with the world around you, not just through doing, not just external acts of kindness, but it will shift and change the way that you see and perceive things. So instead of looking at people out in the world in judgment, you start to look with more compassion. Instead of having this hard boundary because you're so jaded and you think everyone's god-awful, you start to soften and that compassion helps you to have more understanding. And so you start to vibrate love. You start to hold space and see and hear people in their truth. You start to understand that when we act from spaces of hurt and pain, it's not reflection of who we truly are. It is reflection of hurt and pain. We start to see ourselves. We start to recognize the mirroring between us and what others may be going through. And yeah, we can look at someone and say, I would never do that. But we also can look and understand they must be in pain. There was something that hurt them. Like what would even make someone feel that outside of love. This work is incredible in what it is it will teach you and how it will change you. And so that in and of itself, when we have this understanding and realization and recognition, it can really let us tap into how this can be so joy-filled, how it can be full of love, full of gratitude, full of grace, of compassion and understanding and we become more and more enlightened to the truth of our being it's incredible so we are going to talk about some tools that are part of this what will help you in this process take some notes if anything is coming up for you right now any ah ahas before you move on to the next video and i will see you in a moment Okay, beautiful alchemist, that is just a snippet of joy-filled healing before we get into the modules themselves. I want to thank you all again um, so much. I'm still I've still been very reflective about 10 years of Reiki Radio. Um it is definitely one of the oldest Reiki podcasts and I'm thankful to have been able to connect with you all and that we have had a community that has grown so beautifully over the years. Um, I did take a break, interestingly. Um, During COVID, I really didn't um, post much new content, but fortunately, we now have several Reiki podcasts available out there. And so I'm so glad to see that we have so many different ways of learning and growing together. And again, I just wanna thank you all for being here and being part of this community. Thank you for sharing Reiki Radio. Thank you for tuning in each week. And don't forget to download the app. Um, There's a lot of free content available for you on the app. It's just another way for me to share with you in a way that is very convenient to support you in your Reiki practice, your energetic alchemy, and uh, share with you some guided journeys. Um, And don't forget to sign up for the newsletter. This is something I often forget to remind you of, but if you aren't on the newsletter already, You do get free content when you sign up for the newsletter as well. So go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. Make sure you get access to that free content, also meant to support you on your path. And thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who ordered the deck over the weekend. We had a special to celebrate um, 10 years of Reiki Radio, plus the four-year anniversary since uh, commissioning the artist and It was my heart was joy filled (laughs) sending those decks out to you all. And if you still want the deck, of course, you can always go to my website anytime and order the deck. Um, I think that's all for this week. Yeah. Again, we have some beautiful interviews coming up. Can't wait to share them with you. Um, I don't know why I'm pausing because I feel like there's something else that I wanted to tell you, but I can't remember what it was. So maybe I'll tell you next week. But thank you for being here today, beautiful alchemist. And remember to always journey in love. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?